to the Hey Roadie podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the ocean state. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hey guys, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, today's episode is really cool and really special because it's our first podcast on podcast episode with Chris Revel from Let's Chat Podcast. Um, he was a great guy. We also recorded um, an episode with him for his show that was released last week. So if you're interested in hearing Nick and Sasha, the unedited version, because we swear a lot on that show. Um, <laughs> no holds barred. <laughs> check it out. Um, it's Let's Chat with Chris Revel. Um, yeah, I lo- Chris had like this energy that you just want to be around all the time. He's so um, warm and just like, earnest and thoughtful and i just i had such fun just such a fun time with him yeah it was a, a different kind of conversation yeah than, you know, it was more just like i guess we did kind of stick to our normal format we asked yeah. the questions but it you know is, is what am i talking about we, have, we just ramble. we don't have a format, don't have a format. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm just i'm blowing smoke for no reason um <laughs> Uh, one thing I did want to mention to everybody, uh, just in case you notice, some people notice these things, some people don't. Yeah. Uh, we have like a technical difficulty, and the audio isn't as good as it would have been. Um, essentially, one of the microphones wasn't the microphone he was on wasn't picking him up, so I had to recover the audio from the other microphone next to him. Okay, next stop showing off. Um, which I'm you know, which just required a lot of YouTubing <laughs> and, <laughs> and looking up instructional videos. Um, but it sounds decent enough, um, and it's good to you know I we recorded for a while, and it's a decently long episode, and yeah, you know you it just seems weird when you have to go back and re-record something so totally uh, you know you did a great job recovering it It sounds to me it sounds great um i'm not the type of person who notices stuff like that um and i think it sounds wonderful so good job nick yeah i'm like overly perfectionist about stuff that i'm not even good at (laughs) (laughs) well it came out really good and i again um i can't give chris enough love he's i i would call him like the rhode island podcast cheerleader like he is so supportive of everybody trying their best doing their thing he is there if you have questions if you just want to talk something through if you need advice he is just there as like a guiding light he's just so lovely it was fun we got to talk about um like we're all it's 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 funny to call myself this but like elder emos yeah. and like our like you know emo teenage years and chatting about that and it's just it's the thing about podcasting that's been so fun is like you get to talk to people and you don't even realize how similar you can be to the most random people um but we everyone has like this common thread so yeah chris was amazing i love and i'm, I'm obsessed with him i just want to talk to him all the time yeah and uh, we we have turned into like rambling at the beginning of these things but um <laughs> i know i can't remember did we I, I know we mentioned that we were on his podcast yeah yeah um, i said it did we mention that it came out yes okay it's it came out so technically nick and i are recording in the past this is we're in a time machine yes. so the episode is already out Hello, if, you're, people. if you're listening to this right now the episode is out on let's chat podcast with chris rebel yeah so after you're done with this one um pop over to chris's and listen uh, to us again yeah listen to us again um hopefully you enjoy the episode and you can subscribe over there too and we can share the love a little bit heck yeah we're supporting all people we love all rhode islanders
sounds like you're reading that off of like a placard. <laughs> we not. support all people. I'm just I'm just staring blankly at the wall in front of me with like dead <laughs> eyes. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Well, enjoy today's podcast. Um, Chris is wonderful, and I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, guys, have so much fun and show Chris some love. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. For anyone coming in, we're talking with Chris. He has his own podcast. This is our first pod and podcasty crossover episode. Pod on pod. Pod on pod. This is very <laughs> fun and very cool. Um, I'm really excited to talk to Chris because um, like we had talked about before we even started recording, um, Nick and I are so brand spanking new to this sort of like culture and community and environment of podcasting. It's really fun to have someone who's experienced in the world be here. Um, And I know Nick and I are really excited to have you here and to get to learn more about you and how you started podcasting. So I guess I'm just going to ask you the most basic question. Like what made you one want to start a podcast and like how did you figure out what your what your genre was going to be. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, Yay! I'm a big fan of the show. Yay! Uh, you guys, you two, I think you two are really great. Yay! And I, I, I found out uh, over you enough in our previous episode. <laughs> yeah. I just recorded to you. Anyone wants to check that out, they can. Uh, let's see. I, why did I start podcasts? I remember just like, li- I don't know. I think my brother got me into them. And maybe it was like two, 2008, maybe. Mm. But I remember, I just had this memory on the way here. Like when I was in college, um, we were, there was a defunct radio station. We were trying to get off the ground. And there's a big debate if we should do terrestrial. I would just go in Vermont. It was like terrestrial radio, internet radio. Do you remember that was a thing for a minute? Yep. Like everyone thought like internet iHeart radio. radio was on. No, like... literally, like you would go to a browser and you would listen oh, to the geez. radio. Okay. But I think isn't that what iHeart radio was when it first came I out? I think so. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. Or like something similar yeah, to that. Yeah. 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 They there's tried like... to like they did their own take on it, and now it's something completely. different. <laughs> and they just turned into podcasting. Yeah. Which yeah. Is wonderful, but yeah. Essentially that, but but there was no on-demand feature. Like you had to be on the browser sitting with it. Oh. And then. And okay. I remember f- getting really heated arguments with people about how we should be getting a podcast. Because mm. I was like, no one sits at their computer and just listens to stuff. I mean, yeah. this is 2008, first off. So things have definitely changed. Things have changed. And yeah. um, I was just like, but we should do podcasts because then anyone in the world can listen to and download. And But then, you know, I remember just listening to a ton of them. And then I moved to Rhode Island from Connecticut. And I was working. I lived on the west side. I lived on Wood Street. Oh. Where the show started, 36 Wood. Shout Yay. out. Let's go. And then I would walk to Starbucks. I worked downtown. And I worked at Aaron Briggs. And I worked at the Starbucks. So I would just walk this big circle. And I'm just listening over and over and over. And then I started working in Massachusetts. So I was driving a lot, listening to podcasts, listening to a lot of NPR. Because mm. I had to try it was like an hour away, plus I traveled Central Mass throughout the whole day, so my whole day was just... In the car. In the drive, so I could do like a three-hour podcast in one sitting, because yeah. I would drive a lot. And I remember just wanting to do one, being like, like as we were joking before, like when we see the cover, I'm like, hey, Rody, I'm like, I want to be on the cover. <laughs> I mean, I'm not... No involvement in whatever the cover is. I just <laughs> I just want to be there. Whatever whatever magazine it is. So I remember being like, I really want to be on a podcast. Yeah. But I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't know anyone who did one. And then I met my, I had a partner in the very beginning. We started, uh, my dear friend, Laura Carr, her boyfriend at the time, Mike. Uh, we used to work together at this place called Alternatives, which is no longer there, but I worked with adults with like a mental, um, I was like a mental health counselor. And I just remember like kind of putting it out there, being like, I really want to start a podcast, but my personality type and the big pick up things and never finish them kind of person. <laughs> so it was, just wasn't going to happen. And then we and Mike were in a training and he was, thank God, had the wherewithal to be like, all right, I'll, I'll. He was just one of those people who was like, all right, let's just do it. I was like, let's get uh, it done. What? Yeah. Because like, yeah. I can talk. I can find guests, but I don't know how to do anything. That's literally point. Nick and I. Nick is like, let's do it. And I'm like, huh? What? We're here now? This is happening? Yeah. When I want to do something, I just figure it out. 
Yeah, and then uh, he ended up leaving in like the first twenty episodes. It wasn't mm. for him, which was good. Yeah, but then he left all the equipment behind, and well, it was like, all right, let's so kind of with his blessing, I just yeah. I went from let's chat with Mike and Chris to at that point went to let's chat with Revel and friends, and then a third rebrand, which is you learn marketing, not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's chat with Chris Revel because again, this all started as a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just I love listening to them. Mm. I, I've always liked behind like. I always would say, like, and I still believe this, podcasts are for the people who watch the behind-the-scenes yeah. making on the DVD. Totally. Like, I buy I DVDs that. to, to watch, watch the like, behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have to watch The Simpsons. I got to watch the commentary. I got to yep. watch, the, like, I've watched the documentary of making of Clerks 2 more than I've watched Clerks 2, <laughs> and that's one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Like, I like the documentary more. Than the actual movie. Yeah. Just, yeah. Because so you get to it. hear all the things that go into it and see all of the moving. Because when you watch a movie, it's like, you see the actors, you see the costumes, you see the sets but then when you really dive into it there's just so much behind it even like in a podcast you hear us talking but like nick is set up like howard stern over there with yeah. like a computer and a sound thing and a thing and he's over here setting me and chris up to make sure the mics are in the right place and then he then afterwards we go through them we listen i he marks the episodes i go through i mark the episodes he edits them i re-listen like there's all these moving parts to deliver what so seems really time. simple it's a lot of time and a lot of effort i know and it's so and i still think it's odd for me too because like it's like the first thing I've ever really stuck with as much. Yeah, as that like, seems like for the fact that you said you don't stick with things, even though I know you said you've had to rebrand three times, even though like technically it's a rebrand, it doesn't really feel like it because yeah, at the just, core it still lets chat. Yeah, it was always the name. And then I yeah. just because like at one point I had kind of stopped. I didn't really tell anyone. I kind of took a little pause. And mm. when I came back, I want to take it more serious. I was like, look, art is important. The logo yeah. is really because I, you know, I never wouldn't, I never invested into anything. I was always never like, mm -hmm. so I decided to like finally, I, and I paid a little, I, I hired a Rhode Island artist to do my logo. Very nice. Shout out Brian Malloy, aka Popcorn Inc. He's Yay. also become a very good friend. Cool. Past guest. I love him. That's awesome. Yeah, and, the, uh, the Rhode Island government couldn't even figure out they should have done that. Remember the, the colder? Oh my God. God. Yeah. yeah. They're like, let's hire somebody from out of state to come up with a terrible slogan. And That's logo. so yeah. silly. <laughs> it just was not good. It was not, and especially because we have so yeah, many like, like amazing. And... <laughs> I know, and just like everyone on, here, there's so many like creative agencies, and there's so many graphic designers yeah, who are doing was, uh, amazing things. Just bad PR. It's insane. Like, you could have just held like a contest for the students, and they could yeah. come up with something better than yeah. that. something so cool and something that relates to Rhode Island in a very cool way. Um, now, Chris, even though you're not originally from Rhode Island, I will let it slide. I know, I'm close, sorry. Though. Close, close. You're not too far. You're not too far. I get. Okay, Nick. Yeah. Let's. I'm. 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 I'm, having, I'm, holding, I'm trying to cut him a break. I'm holding a grudge. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm um, not from the the really fancy part of Connecticut. That makes me feel better. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel. I'm not from Gilmore Girls, Connecticut. Oh my god, I love Gilmore. Let's <laughs> me too. don't even get us oh, started. Oh, we should have talked about that. I know. I oh, love. No, I didn't the get Gilmore into Girls. it until the reboot, but now I'm fanatic. I'm a big fan. Big Every fan. um, do you did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? I'm sure I've seen it. Yeah, but it was not not something I watched. Every, I watched like, a lot of like. Uh, Sci-fi, yeah. like like the show Supernatural, like that kind of show. Mm. I used to I love zombie? that when I was a kid. Yeah, I Zombie's great. Oh, I would watch. I haven't watched I just, it, but I would. Not to, well, I don't mean to too much promote myself, but <laughs> uh, Doctor Ravi Shab uh, mm -hmm. Ra Rahul, yeah. that's Shaq asked. Oh, yeah. very and, cool. Uh, Two timer like cool Bob Dearden, who's one of the writers, wow. has been on a couple times, wow. and he's actually he's remained a friend. Yeah. And now he writes for Co now he writes for Cobra Kai. Oh my god! Oh, I love and Cobra Kai. And I get Kai. emails from him for giving me sugar for not watching the show he writes on. The you season. don't watch Cobra Kai? I need to. I just haven't. Are you kidding me? Do you I'm, watch Cobra Kai? I'm, I want oh to. Oh my I just god! Have not. So sorry, Bob. Cobra Kai we were just is so good. I just started 
if I just got into Peaky Blinders. I yeah, but Cobra too. Kai it's is great. so I know, I, good. And I love, like, I used to love a lot of, like, The Flash and Supergirl oh my and a lot of the CW shows. Yep, yeah. I like camp sometimes. Like, I love Oh, like, I love camp. Well, Cobra Kai is campy. It's I know, definitely, that's what everyone it's says. It's definitely I mean, campy. I know. I think, it's very, like, 80s, like, you know, you know, I know, obviously, it's based off of The Karate Kid, which is a movie in itself, but you get a lot of, like, like Patrick Swayze, like, tough guy, like, yeah, I need to you watch, know. Yeah kicking people in the face and like all this stuff. I, I it's a show that you wouldn't think that I like, yeah. but I'm up. It's the kind of show that you with. have to buy and like it's you have to buy into it. It can't totally. be on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's magic. it's you if you if you those are the kind of shows where if you watch them for so maybe I did that with the first episode and I was like, eh, this is lame. Yeah. But I like you have to give it long enough give to it, realize yeah. that they're it's like a joke on themselves. Like they get totally. It, I feel know? about Marvel movies. If you can't buy into the magic immediately, yeah, it just it's not looks worth it. So stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a bunch of adults in tights. Yeah, it's not worth but it for me. I don't. I can buy into that world. Hell and I yeah! Just, I, I get a nice warm blanket, but mm-hmm. I also know people are like, oh, we got the magic of uh, Robert Downey and Iron Man, the first one to like really just yeah, just seal the deal for everybody. My thing yeah. is, is that if you believe in yourself and you believe what you're talking about, I believe in you. So it's very easy for me to drink the Kool Aid on yeah. anything. To be honest, um, I. Well, what I was getting at, um, talking about, we went on a, a, a tangent. 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 Yeah, I'm not good at uh, staying on track. So Us good either. Luck to you. No, Maybe. that's okay. But I do want to really quick um, come back to Rhode Island a little bit because I know we go in a hundred different directions, but obviously, like we are the Hey Roadie podcast because we love Rhode Island. I love it here too. So I what? Really do. You're from Connecticut. You live in Rhode Island now. Yep. Do you have what are your like favorite spots to go in Rhode Island? Oh, I mean, it's all food related. It's That's okay. Honestly, you know, like yeah. Um, Same. Yeah. yeah, coffee, food. food. Yeah. Um, so, like, um, I moved here in 2011 yep. for a girlfriend who turned into my wife. Woo! So, hey! there, so, uh, very very nice. Because she lived on the west side. I mean, I pretty much live at Seven Stars. Love. Um, seven stars like, you know, it's funny too. Like, uh, I was, actually, I want to, yeah, uh, this will it will connect, I promise. Like, <laughs> so I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, I grew up in Meriden, which is not really well known. Yeah. Yeah. But I grew up between Hartford New Haven. Also, eh. yeah. <laughs> there wasn't cultural stuff. Hartford was very dangerous. Yeah, Yale is completely separated from the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with that stuff. Like going to cool shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I remember visiting my now wife when I was dating. When we started dating, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna just gonna get dinner on Federal Hill." And she, because she went to PC, she's from Jersey, but lived here forever. So that was like just like it was like one of our first dates. It was just a normal sentence to her, like. But it was so yeah, new to you. We're just going to go to Federal Hill real quick and get some Casarinos. And I'm like, I have never been to a restaurant with two floors. <laughs> I have never been to Federal Hill. Yeah. Like, I'm not even, the first time I saw Water Fire, my head exploded. Oh, Water uh, Fire is so I, nice. I, I was like, she's like, yeah, you know, it's cool. They light fire in the water. I'm like, what? That they just randomly sense. start lighting fires in this very central river that's in the city yeah. of Providence. And then they had the opera music going. Yeah. And there was like, and just and every time I'm here, it just blows my mind. Uh, and then I just all the co- and like I remember the first time going to Seven Stars because even I worked at Starbucks. I wasn't yeah. this culture. I didn't have cool stuff right in Connecticut or where I grew up in Connecticut. There yeah. was not that because I went to school in Vermont. Also, no culture where mm. I was at school. Well, I love Brattleboro. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's not this. Mm. So then I came to like when I remember moving to Providence and be like, oh my god, the coffee shop. Like the place that we would go to get coffee would also be secretly the best baker you've ever been Hell to. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Yeah, we just go to get a cup of coffee. Like, and then you walk out with a loaf of focaccia, like yep. it's normal. Like, and it's so good. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it makes no sense to me. It's... Like, I love it. I love, um, yeah, let's go. I live at Seven Stars. I mean, coffee exchange. Hell yeah. Uh, Batola Pizza in Cranston is mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I love the East Side. I'm a big, a big Providence person. Yeah. Because of the job I, I've been working is uh, pre pandemics, I tried to travel our entire state. And then every day, I would, 
I meet with clients all over the state. So I, I've been everywhere in Rhode Island now, and I love every part of it. Like it's the best, Burville, right? Burville, all the, those parts that people forget exist are, are That's amazing. so funny because we're going to do a magazine that's a, specifically about Burville. It's so it's random. It's so <laughs> nice up there. It's it so really funny. Is. I mean, have you ever been to Wyoming, Rhode Island? I have. No, but we've we talked about it. We've talked about that. <laughs> one, of my friends, one of my friends lives there. Great town. <laughs> we're like, wait, there's a Wyoming, Rhode Island? Yeah. It shows crazy. up on your caller ID, and I'm like, who's calling me from my yeah. Wyoming? What the heck? I mean, I love, I mean, I do, I feel like I spend most of my time in Providence. Yeah. Big, yeah. And I still feel like, a, I still, to this day, every time I still feel like a tourist in Newport and I'll never get rid of Same. it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Like my wife and I can go away for a week and drive 40 minutes. Yeah. Go to Newport and it's <laughs> yeah, literally Newport's like you're funny. in a co- totally new place. Like just all the arts. I remember, and then like flea markets, mm-hmm. rock and roll flea market going to that. Uh, the, like I love the Providence flea. Yep. Like all these just wonderful. And honestly, and, and really truly, like I, my first memories of Rhode Island were sitting in Seven Stars on Broadway. I had this very vivid memory where I had a job interview that was going to be the, what led me to to move to Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in Seven Stars on Broadway, and I was reading uh, the Providence Monthly. <gasps> and like, and I, I use your magazines a lot for my work at uh, at Butler. It's like oh. helping people find like community engagements. I'll mm-hmm. I'll take the Hey Rody or the Providence Monthly or any, any of the local magazines, and we circle activities for people to do because I, I work with people with like uh, mental health issues, yeah. and sometimes the goal work is like getting out and like there's just always something going on yeah something free and before i had a do- before i had before i was a dad kid friendly yep yeah, like yeah. even totally. the single de mile downtown yep it's kid friendly kid friendly and yeah i've gotten pretty toasty down there <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not weird it's a yeah, nice it's little mix of kid friendly and yes. uh, people ca- people kind of keeping it together yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. amazing and how can we have so many record stores i know and bookstores like you hear it's I'm, everyone i know who's come here is like have you Broadway. been to like uh riffraff yeah, oh, I love oh, it's it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. That kind of like a, place, like, a library. Like, oh, there's a can... bar in the bookstore. And I was like, oh, like crazy. Uh, sign all me all up. My, yeah, all my friends from college who have come to visit over the years are like, Providence just reminds me of like how like the East Village used to be. Mm. Like Wicked Inn or like parts of Broadway. Yeah. Like it's like that old New York. Like I remember, like, you know, you hear people talk like, oh, there's no bookstores. I'm like, oh, I go to like five. Yeah. There's yeah. like five on like the, like a five mile radius. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're all, I mean, I can't speak for them because I don't know them. Yeah like personally, but it seems like they do fairly well because people love them. Yeah, still open yeah. during a pandemic. Like people yeah. are going to these places. And I, I mean, have to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Nick. I was just going to say, I mean, uh, Providence, I don't remember what year it was, but like at the time I thought it was silly, because, but now that I'm older, I get it. Um, it was GQ's like coolest city. I was, I think Providence. I didn't live here yet, but I remember that Hell happening. Hell yeah. Yeah. At the time, I was like, what are they talking about? But I, now I'm like, I get it. I, I noticed that from people who grew up in Rhode Island yep. who don't really like it here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like if you ask about Connecticut, I'll have a much different uh, yeah. version of that answer. So Yeah, it's, just, think, it's, it's your boring. Yeah. You know what totally. I mean? Just, As a transplant, like, I wasn't here before the mall. I maybe been to Providence like twice. Yeah. Like, we just never You didn't know here. about it. It was like I lived in central Connecticut, Boston, New York, or an hour and a half away. So it's like Providence was never our mainstay. Yeah, um, you wouldn't choose Providence yeah, over New the York. Bands I like would play here but they'd play in new haven so mm-hmm. like, we just go to that one or something like that yeah and like yeah just like so i, I guess that helped me too i didn't really see it when it wasn't nice mm. like when i came here like 2010 and started visiting it was just like oh my god this is yeah. the coolest place i lived in the west side yeah. I, I lived in the armory um i one thing that i think is really cool and nick and i have talked about it a few times is with guests is like Providence is known as being like the weird city. And I feel like in this, this is not 
and I hope you've, you know probably from listening to our podcast that weird is like a very big compliment from us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you belong in the weird city. Like yes. it suits you really well. It does. And it makes me happy that you came here and you found such a connection with this weird city. yeah. And like now you're, again, we even like with Asher from Brock and Toad, like he's not originally from Rhode Island, but he chose to live here and make it even more awesome than it was before we got here. And you're doing the same. I, you know, and one thing I love about Providence is it's not abnormal to be downtown and mm-hmm. a marching band just show up out of nowhere. Dressed yep. up with Big Nazo. Like dressed up like huge. And you're like, wait, yeah. what the? Where do these monsters come from? And if you see the marching band just show up out of nowhere, you're like, oh, is that ERB or is that what cheer? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's two. Isn't that yeah. crazy? It's so weird. It in the so best weird. way. Yeah. Or like, and the first time that happens to you, like, and I was an adult when it happened to me, like, and like, I was like, just... First time I saw Big Nazo, I had no context for it. it was, what, was, what are they? I was at, I don't know, some downtown outdoor yeah. free festival, <laughs> and I love the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. And then, then someone's like, oh, that's Big Nazo. There's this huge puppet scene here. Like, what? what? <laughs> like, I, I have a friend, or I've interviewed John Elmwood. Uh, Maybe that's not his last name, but he runs Elmwood Productions in Connecticut. And yeah, big puppet guy. And like, like I have a lot of varied interests, which I've kind of included into my podcast. Like, I love puppets, and I like I love Muppets, and I yeah, I love food, and I love like pop culture and stuff. So Hell like, yeah. it's just this like, there's an underground puppet scene. How weird! Or, like, How weird! There's like um, <laughs> where. Or, or like, the, or you'll just hear a sentence of be like, oh yeah, you know, I was at a, a speakeasy last night. You're like, wait. What? I was at a speakeasy. I saw puppets. Yeah. And then I went to this like under band. I went to this underground karaoke place that only serves sake. Yeah. And, and then, then I had like pub fries across the street at Frisky Fries that are served oh. in like a Chinese container. Like what? And then they call their the hot dogs hot wieners, which is really funny. Wieners. Very strange. And they drink coffee and milk. Yeah, like, that's the like, yeah. like, yeah, they don't know like kind of not nice area, but like it's really sick. Like Onlyville. On the outside, looks a little like, uh, but then there's like a secret arts community. Yeah. Little, like my cousin was in like a, a band called Unwound, which is like, you know, very, not huge, but like a very noisy band. So she's older. And I remember when she came from my wedding, she's like, I remember playing like a warehouse here in like 91 <laughs> with Sleater Kenny. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, only like, This yeah. must be, no this is probably be. before the time you lived here, but do you remember Club Hell? Yeah. I've heard a lot of it. So, like, so random, we have this place called literally club hell mm-hmm. and i don't remember if they had like an underage night but like i definitely went there before it's like I was a legendary 21. venue because i would hear yeah. about it. i had friends who would tour and play in rhode island but i don't know why we didn't go yeah it's 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 yeah. just rhode island is filled with so much character it really and that's just providence and the thing i love about rhode island is like providence westerly newport burville could be four separate states yeah. yeah, like you can like really cut it up. Like it's a whole different. I've worked with people and know people who live in the Aquidneck Islands who have do not leave the Aquidneck Islands. Yep. I know people who live in Johnson who haven't been to Providence in twenty years because there's no parking. <laughs> like it, it's so odd. It's it's a, and because of the job of getting to travel and I get to work with a diverse community of people, I've gotten to see the entire. It's so funny. Like Newport and like Burville are this. I've been to both places in the same day. Yeah. It's like. What? Yeah, and it's that very Rhode Island mentality of like, uh, if you got to cross a bridge or drive more than twenty minutes, it's, it's not too worth far. It. You might as well get a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> another thing I love about Providence, they always do like restaurant week. Hell yeah, like hotel week. Yep. Oh my god, last January we got a hotel week at uh, Gurney's. Oh nice. Oh my god, January. So you don't want to do anything. Yeah, yep. just so stay in, get takeout. Really, really nice view of a room. Yep. Yeah, yep. I had a four year old, so I was like, I just don't want to do anything. You just sit in a bathroom. Oh my god, this is. T- TMI, but 
I we ordered twenty two Bowen and I picked it up, brought it back to the hotel, and I was like, I don't care. And I ate a steak with my bare hands like a man. I love that. <laughs> I looked at the bridge and I was like, I I've never that. felt so masculine in my entire That's life. That's very nice. I love that. And I'll tell you a, a funny eating story. So the day when I got married, we our wedding was at Cortland Club, which was amazing. Oh, beautiful. It was so fun. And the chef, the kitchen team did like an amazing job with the food. And when it's your wedding day, I don't know if you had a big wedding or not, but even my small 30-person wedding, I did not have time to eat. I was talking to so many people. Yeah, yeah. People wanted to dance. I was at the bar. So the um, the bartenders were so sweet. They packaged me up like a little to-go container Aww. in my wedding dress with my like beautiful makeup. My he- I was walking to the hotel. We stayed at the Dean eating pasta oh. with my fingers because I was so hungry. <laughs> I knew we were soulmates. And I had not eaten. I had like, we joked that I we served like I'm a vegetarian. So we had pizza, pasta, and then like a meat option. Ooh. It was great. And we, my uh, husband and I always joke that it took me an hour to eat one slice of pizza. Cause I'd like take a bite and then someone yep. would start talking to me. Oh yeah. And then, but while all that was happening, somehow every time I looked, my drink was full. So like I was, yep, you know, you get happens. to a point where you've had like a little too much to drink and then you don't know what food is anymore. I don't remember what, uh, I was at somebody's wedding. I had a few in the last few years and uh, it was a relatively big one, and when they sat down, the couple sat down to eat. The wedding planner like stood near their table <laughs> and wouldn't let anybody near the table. They yeah, said, I was that. They, they made said they get too. they get like ten or fifteen minutes, and nobody's allowed to talk because yeah. so they're smart. gonna eat their food. I got married in Rhode Island too. You? Where did you get married? It was at uh, Whisper and Pines Conference Center. Oh, I, I don't know if they do weddings anymore. Okay. but it's part of URI. That's oh, so fun. Cool. You would never know it exists. Was it's it a like, big wedding? Uh, I think like one hundred and ten. Oh, jeez. Oh. And, nice. and then they have hotels on site. We had a bonfire after. It's like. Exit 5B, take a right, drive for... It's part of URI campus. Yeah. I forgot what part of it. You would not know it existed unless yeah. you went there. Unless you went to a wedding And there. then you drive... It's in the middle. It looked like a summer camp. Oh, that's in so the cool. Middle of the cool. I love like, that. Same thing, but that's Rhode Island. Like, yeah. Yep. Where else can you get that? I mean, probably a lot of places, but like just getting that like that mountain feel, mm-hmm. and then a half hour drive, I could have gone to the beach in Westerly, or mm-hmm. a forty minute drive, you could have been in the city eating any sort of like yeah. food that you wanted yeah. to be eating or drinking or whatever. Yeah, it's it's crazy. This it, one thing I think I got really state. fortunate about too is when I moved here, I transferred from Starbucks to Starbucks, mm-hmm. and I worked at the one in downtown Providence. So like. You know, if you don't have a reason to go downtown, you might not go there. But then I was working there. So that actually. You really, were fully emerged. I really. Into I, the yeah. So like I was serving coffee. Like I knew every, at that time, I knew all my friends. I knew all, everyone who worked for the Down City Cleanup. Mm-hmm. I knew all the pro drill people. I knew all the regular downtown crew, all the ballets. Like there was this, this feel like I had never lived in the city before. I've always wanted to. Yeah. And I, I really felt like it became my home. Like I really, I, I still feel like Rhode Island is more of my home Aww, than Connecticut. Like, I, I love it. We love it. Even if like we even talk about like, you know, if you ever make it big i'm like i'm never gonna never leave. leaving i'll maybe have like a home elsewhere yeah but like yeah we, I'm, I'm i will never like our house in in providence like brian and i talk about it all the time like someday maybe someday we would move to like the west coast or do like someday i mean like 20 years from now sure um but i we always say like we would never like not own our house in Providence. Like mm-hmm. always we'll let one of our nieces or nephew will like put a bid out for all of our nieces and nephews. Yeah. Like whoever goes to college in the closest proximity to this house gets to live in the house, something like that. But we're always going to have that house because it's so special and it's yeah. in such a beautiful place in the city. And and we just, you know, where Brian and I, like when we got married, our wedding just was about Providence and how much we loved it. And, you know, it was kind of fun because our families are from Northern Rhode Island. And even though they're not like, 
no no one's like afraid to come to Providence. It's always like, mm-hmm. oh, you got to go to Providence. Like it's, you know, what's yeah, the yeah. parking like? What's the, so like, you know, our, our uh, lately people are a little afraid to come to Providence. Well, and it's, and you know. And they're all wrong. Because I'm literally in Providence every time something happens. Like, it's just, we all, and it's I don't a need city. to get into it's a city. It's, yeah, it's it a city. It like, things happen yeah. in a city. You know what? It, it is what it is. I, I've lived in Providence for the last eight years. I've never been scared. Like, nope. never been scared. Anyway, um, we had, like, our ceremony at Prospect Park. Oh, we my God. Overlook that's beautiful. The sky. We did that. Then we had the all of our pictures. Like, we took pictures on the east side, we live near a liquor store, so we did pictures in front of the liquor store. Just we did. At that <laughs> we did pictures like on the pedestrian bridge near my husband's office, and then we had the party at Cortland Club, and then we went to Malted Barley for an after party. Ooh. Then we went to the Dean. Like then the next day, we had a brunch at our house, and it was catered by Seven Stars. Like it was such a Rhode Island yeah. wedding, and I'm like. It's because I'm so proud of where I live. And, you know, Brian and I really feel like we found ourselves once we moved to Providence. I I would say that, too. Yeah. You know what? Can I tell you the other thing that really surprised me? It blew my, it blew, I still can't to this day, restaurants without signs. Is that a thing? We don't have signs? They're like, uh, well, now it's not like Lily Marlene's, Louis Fuller's, Mm. Red Stripe. Like, I remember the first time when I went to Lily Marlene's and, like, honestly thought I was going into, like, a a drug den. (laughs) And then you walk in and it was pool table. Like, yeah. I remember like my now wife, they take me to my, well not a date, and she would just take me to all these cool places and like go and, and like we lived in the same, like there's a restaurant there? That is true. I feel like Cortland Club specifically, like you would not, if you I didn't know, know what, it what it is, it's on the west side. It's on Cortland Street on the west side. I, and wow. if you didn't Do know. Do actually have a sign? There's no sign. No, I don't think and so. it doesn't, from the outside, it doesn't look like a bar or a restaurant. It looks like a residential house. I'm going to check this place out. Yeah, you have yeah, to. Oh, it's cool. so fun. I, I love it. I, that's why I just, there's just, I can't, I honestly can't sing enough of my praises. Of this. Like, I, I generally love it here. And I think a lot of usually too is like, I've read a lot of the like Providence Monthly and Hey Rody and like all the, because maybe they did, but at least where I was in Connecticut, we did not have that. Mm. And Connecticut is very much self-deprecating. No one likes it. Everyone kind of <laughs> hates it. It's like, the, you know, there's Fairfield County, which is a whole different world. And like, I'm from Meriden, which is not nice. Mm. And so I, I grew up in a nice place. Don't get me wrong, but it's, you know. I always just thought of Connecticut, like, because I've driven through Connecticut a bunch of times. I've obviously been there for um, a couple concerts or like for the, the casinos or whatever. Um, but... I always thought of Connecticut, or I guess a lot of, it, it might be a running joke, too, where it's like, it's just like a, um, a remote residence. Yes. It's like it's a bunch of people who actually work in New York and just have houses in Connecticut. Meriden feels like, hey, here's a city. It's in between Hartford and New Haven, and every highway comes through it's it. It's like a yeah. tax haven for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I never got that here. Though I had, I went to summer camp, and one of my, Actually, brief connected. My friend Noah uh, was from here growing up, so I used to come visit him. Yeah, and I think he lived like Cranston or Warwick. But mm. I, I remember once when I was really young, I think the mall had just opened, and we got interviewed by like the local news. Oh my god! And I was like, maybe I, I don't know what year this was, but I was like twelve or thirteen. Oh my god, that's so funny! Like, but I remember that. I remember one time in high school, we went on a field trip to the mall for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember why, but being told we couldn't leave the mall. And so yeah, I don't leave driving in, yeah. seeing a bunch of empty buildings, and then leaving. Yeah. So like, I, I knew nothing about Providence. And now yeah. it's like, I mean, there's so many just little secret pocket neighborhoods. And mm-hmm. Like, you know, like how many, it's just, it's awesome. And such good food. 
Oh my god. Oh, and oh, and oh, even oh, like yeah. Nick and I have talked about this a few times, but I've lived in in Rhode Island essentially my whole life. I live I grew up in Cumberland, and if you asked me anything when I was living in Cumberland about Providence, I would have no idea. I was probably I would definitely was one of those people like I can't wait to get out of Rhode Island. Sure. I never want to be here like blah blah blah. I moved to Boston. I felt luckily I let I met um, my best friend Ryan while I was in Boston, but honestly besides that, I really did not have a connection. I did yeah. not feel any sort of special thing when I was in Boston. And then when Brian and I decided to come back to Rhode Island, specifically Providence, it, like I said, it changed my life. Yeah. It was like an awakening, like, holy crap, I've been here my whole life. And I'm just now realizing like how special it is and how many, you know, also get having the, the privilege and the honor. That sounds so stupid <laughs> to work for like a, a providence focused company like yeah. that too like opened my eyes to so many things i got to meet so many cool people and i got to like experience providence from what's nice about our magazines it's like you can be a tourist in your own city that's why i love it and you like oh my god i didn't know like for instance riffraff we were just talking about riffraff like I had no idea that we had a bookstore that had a bar in it. And then the first time we, we, we Brian and I were actually going to Troop. Oh, I love we, Troop. Troop in there, like right across the street from each other. And we saw Riff Raff, the neon sign. And I was like, oh, cool, like a bookstore. Like, let's run in there really quick just to see like what they have. And we walked in and we're like, wait, wait, wait. There's a bar There's here. liquor here? <laughs> yeah. We can sit and have a cocktail? Are you kidding me? And it's just like the city just keeps surprising you, and I think it's really cool. I, yeah, it's what I love about here, and like, and and also like when I, I started my podcast, it was really helpful too being in Rhode Island because everyone knows each other. Yeah, like it was really like I went through like my first for better wave or for guests. worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I just we started working through our wave of guests. Like who do we know? Who knows who? And so yeah. stuff, and it just made it so much easier. And there's always someone touring through, or there's always a, there's a, a quick connection with so many people and. They film a lot of stuff here, which a lot of people, I, I, I had no idea. But, like, when I first moved here, mm -hmm. they had just finished wrapping Body of Proof. I don't know. Oh. It was, like, a one-season like TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it had Kima from The Wire was in it. So mm -hmm. every time I, I could, I would just stare at her. Because I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and stuff like that. And just, like, it was just always just so odd of how much, like, Hollywood and all these, like, other aspects are. I am. Yeah, they were just they were just doing hocus pocus too here. Too. Yeah, just in my old neighborhood. Yeah. That's like, we're, crazy. I love that. Or like, um, Sarah Jessica Parker was in our state. Yeah, Are you for kidding a while. me? Uh, I used to, when I Hasbro I was up the street from the Starbucks I used to work at. There was one day I would come and Edward Jerry almost was doing something with Hasbro. Yeah, and he had come into Starbucks like four <gasps> or five times that day. Oh my! And god. by the end of it, I was like, dude, get out of here. I'm <laughs> Super nice. So I gave him a free drink. And yeah. Didn't really know. And then we just talked. And like the whole day. That, but that wouldn't be weird to work at that Starbucks. To be like you're working like James Franco would walk in or oh Steven my Spielberg God. or oh Akon. Or, um, <gasps> I, I was always bad because I didn't really always recognize people. Yeah. Well, it's so, hard. And in, in, in a situation like that, it's like seeing an alien. And you're like, wait, yeah. I know who you are, but I... This is weird. Like I or think, or it's just they're not, they're not in their like what you consider to be like their natural habitat. And they're all you'd short. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you'd like to think that like you would recognize somebody, yeah. but yeah. when they're walking around, they're just another person. And they look normal, like, yeah. for uh, the most part. Or like one time when, this is when I worked at the Biltmore Starbucks, uh, Viola Davis and her family <gasps> had come in. Well, because they live, they're from Central Falls, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And her sister still teaches there. Didn't recognize her. Really? And uh, she just and so I'm like. 
you know, I took your order. I was making the drinks. We were just chatting, and it was like Brown Rizzi graduation. Yeah. I like, oh, so what brings you out here? Like, oh, and bring blah, blah, blah. It's not about the graduation. And she's like, oh, and I was talking to her mom and her. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm an actor in Los Angeles. Like, oh, good luck. That's a, that's a, that's a tough road. <laughs> she's like, meanwhile, <laughs> she just how to get away with Oscar. murder. <laughs> she, yeah, she just got an Oscar from the help. Her mom looked me dead in the eyes and scoffed in my face. And oh, my like, God. Oh, sweetie, I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it, like, for they celebrities, though. So hard. Yeah, I bet it makes uh, them feel good because like even cardi b she tweeted something the other day that was like being a celebrity sucks because it's so boring because you can't go anywhere because everyone knows who you are everyone wants a picture blah 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 so if they go to a place and and you just are busy working and you're not paying attention and you see viola davis and you're not like viola davis it probably is such a difference for her it's just yeah oh to her card i always i'll I'll never forget this because there's no there's no celebrity no fame this uh, when she went out to the ballet, I saw her, because oh, the guy, uh, Carl, who I used to work with, comes over, Christopher, do you know who that was? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like, do you see that? He's like, royalty. And she opened up the car door for her mom and helped her into her car and sat uh, in the back seat. Which, you know, like, not a big deal if anyone else no, did that. No, but like, yeah. it was just like. You could pay someone to do that. Yeah, that's the type of job, Viola. Like, that just, there was something like those moments. Like, that's. Yeah, you notice when a celebrity does it because, like, we, I think we all just expect a celebrity to be kind of a dick. Yeah. Because there was like that, like. 70s 80s 90s celebrities that just were kind of all dicks yeah, but yeah. also paparazzi treated them like shit, shit. yeah, yeah so, no now you go back like you know? maybe they weren't being jerks yeah like, maybe it was a camera in my face yeah, yeah exactly. hell yeah like, all uh, the famous people came in were always super friendly oh of course they most of them are they're just normal freaking yeah. people every once in a while you'll hit the like uh you know one out of a hundred that thinks they're Crap doesn't stink, and you know that's what you have to deal with. I find that with regular people too. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Um, with your uh, podcast, uh, to kind of swing back to it. Um, Look at this guy. There's a lot of it. <laughs> someone's learning. There's a uh, uh, you know you've had quite a few people like even yeah. you just kind of mentioned as as you've gone quite a few like uh, influential people, uh, musicians Celebs. or producers or writers or celebrities. Yeah, yeah. How did you like so coming from the beginning of that? Like you kind of just decided to start it with one of your friends, and then yeah. you took it over and you rebranded it. And like, how did you? You know, how did you find who's Make your first like big one? Who, how did you find your way into that and actually ending up with multiple people? That... Sure, definitely uh, fell into all of it. Um, <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way. You know, I look back now, like, you know, in anything in life, when you look and you tell the story, it's going to sound really cool, but when yeah. you're living yeah. it, it was just really boring. Yeah, yeah. it was like not uh, exciting. Yeah, I remember I went, went through all my friends, and then I think the first like name that came on, I went to the Columbus Theater. To see the writers of the Daily Show. Oh my God! Uh, cool. Tour and it was awesome. And um, I'm a big internet kid, so I was big Twitter at that, especially at that time. Twitter pre 2016 was still like a really special place, yeah. Where you could just slide into someone's DMs and it wasn't all hate. And there's obviously some bad stuff on there too, but uh, it was a lot better. So uh, it was Matt Koff who had an Emmy. He was the first person to come on my show. That wow. was like a big deal because he wrote for the he had ri- started writing for John Oliver and then yeah. took over for Trevor Noah. And like that's that was so like, cool. And was like, I was like looking back. I'm like, oh, I did that early. Yeah, and that was all just from Twitter. That's really cool. And I was like, and and then, but even before that too. But like, I now look back and realize I was putting building blocks in place. Yeah. Like the first guest of people I just did absolutely had no idea I met online was this comedian named Adam Lash, and he had a web series called Gigahose. But part of it, but he had done like an internship with the Daily Show and stuff. So I was like started getting connected to like the New York comedy scene a little. And he connected me to another person, and he was like the warm up comic for Colbert and the Larry Wilmore show. And yeah. So, like, I guess it was always like in a weird way, like, I can look back and, like, now in my head, I see a lineage. I'm like, well, you start with Adam, who knew Kevin, and Kevin was like, I love, if I could put a name into an email or a pitch to anyone, I'm like, 
well, you work at The Daily Show, you don't know who I am, but you definitely know who the warm-up comic is. Yep. So, like, at least in my head, I think if I can catch to catch that name, yeah. that's enough. And then I think from there, it's just guest beget guest. Yep. Like, every time I would just level up someone, I'd be like, all right, cool. And some of that I, I learned a lot. Some of it, like, I, I took it really seriously at certain points. I, I read a lot about what to do and how to do it. I'd, like, watch videos. Uh, my friend David Lafiere from uh, The Unwritable Rant at one point, they were booking, like, really big celebrities like like Eric Roberts and like Don McLean and like more like wow. in that era and in podcasting community especially online the independent hot is the kindest sweetest souls you'll meet in the planet Earth <clears throat> excuse me and um so he everyone's like David David how do you do that how do you do that and people are like trying to like, throw money at him to teach a class he's like no he made a YouTube video and he just like here's exactly how you do it mm. here's when to ask here's how you do a pitch here's how you do this so I re- that was when I first. That was the first time I was like, oh, there's kind of an art to asking people on. Yeah. For a long time, I was kind of like, I would guess doing the thing everyone tells you not to do. Winging it. And like sliding into everyone's DMs. And <laughs> like, Shooting your shot. Yeah, yes and no. Because I think people think that if I have like a one-time interaction with a person that I should ask them, and I think that's absolutely not what you should do. Yeah. No. I always, always try to like get on the radar and build a relationship ahead of time. Yeah. First. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then sometimes they just land in your lap. Then that gets mm. to the point where it lands in your lap. Like, I remember um, fellow podcaster Jacob Holler was, like, tweeted something. I had gotten into uh, Vulture and with uh, my brother, my brother and me, which is, like, the McElroy brothers who are now, like, really big in our world, were also in that article. And Travis McElroy is like, I'm going to do all the podcasts. And then like, Jacob just tweeted him. He's like, hey, you should do Let's Chat. And I was like, hey, you know, we were both featured in this Vulture article. That'd be really cool. He's like, okay. Oh, my God, that's And that's, so like, cool. a big enough name in our community. Yeah. So then the next time I wanted to get someone on, I was like, <laughs> that's my big, like, that's your starting point like, yeah oh, travis mcelroy said yeah. yes and podcasting so different than every industry like you really are anyone being a guest is more than giving you an hour like they're giving a stamp of their approval yeah and then you kind of curate out like i've i've definitely said no to a lot of i've like i had flat earthers and some of those like i don't like to get into that world at all yeah. so i'm like uh-uh. no yeah. yeah you have to say no yeah, yeah. We've, we've had to say no to a few times but um we i feel like podcasting is just this like really unique place that you get to like live out like your teenage dreams of like getting to talk to really cool and successful people, business owners, people like that you would never get to talk to otherwise. A lot of, especially the more like known or people, this is their job. Yeah. Like doing the talk show circuit. It's kind of boring. Mm. Like, oh yeah. Like for when podcasting started popping off, like all the big celebrities at first, it was like a reprise, reprise, I don't know, a relief. (laughs) Uh, that like, oh, I can just sit and talk for an hour. Yeah. I don't have to be myself. Like, yeah. I want to hear Tom Hanks talk about how he loves typewriters, not Castaway. Heck yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, and I've listened to that episode of yeah. Kevin Paul Jackson. It was great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is fun. Even like I, we've we've been talking about Armchair Expert. Like there was an episode. Oh, yes. It's it's disgusting. But uh, Kristen Bell was talking about like she got uh, a colonoscopy. And I'm like, this is disgusting. You but also when, like, like. Who was it? Katie Keurig did like the colonoscopy yeah, yeah. on like live oh, TV. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> that yeah. was a weird early 2000. <laughs> yeah, but like it, just it stuff like that is like, yeah normal like, people i did not like dex shepherd really up until armchair that's crazy my perception of him was completely off yeah his public persona i just i wouldn't say like i didn't like him didn't no i didn't like him you didn't, just didn't have a connection with him didn't watch his movies yeah. didn't think anything. i like chris i love veronica mars so yeah. like i'm a big Kristen bell stan yeah and then i was like and then i heard him like i did not expect you to be this guy 
this like evolved emotional. He's in recovery, and I work in like uh, I work in like I've, I'm a dr- I've done drug counseling and yeah. stuff. I work in the field like in vulnerability and stuff. I was like, oh my god, and he he talks about his childhood sex abuse. Yeah, like I'm very comfortable going down all those conversations, and I've, I've talked to people about that stuff in the podcast too. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Like I remember I did this one interview with um, Benny Horowitz, who's the drummer for the Gaslight Anthem, which is ah, one of my favorite bands. It's that's also cool. Fantastic podcast host. Aww. Comes on. So the first thing you would talk about with him, like the most known for, is like you played with Bruce Springsteen at like Letter and Leaf Fest. Mm-hmm. Comes on my show. We never talk about music and end up turning into a therapy session. Yeah. And that's kind of what I loved about my show. It's like when people come to my show. They'll come for that guest, and you're going to hear a conversation you're not going to hear literally anywhere, anywhere else. else. Yeah. Because no one else has the same amount of, like, obsession and love of, like, of, like pop punk emo Marvel movies. And Heck also, yeah. like, like you know, trained how to talk about, like, deep childhood seated dramas. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, it's a it's an interesting combination that really works. Yeah. Because, like it, you said, people will not hear that conversation anywhere. Maybe they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lock your ears. Well, I mean, so that's kind of what we, um, the take we took on our Take we took. Take we took. We, do, we, we just all have. We took a take. We're all having uh, verbal problems today. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, podcast number two for us. <laughs> yeah, no second one. Um, but it was kind of what we were thinking um, because obviously we based the 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 beginning of this podcast off of our, our publications because you know we're always talking about people but you write a you know 200 300 400 word article you can only cover so many things but you typically talk about what they're doing or their business or what have you you don't typically talk about them mm. yeah um, exactly uh so it was the idea there is like it's a conversation you wouldn't normally have like you don't normally get to either listen into or talk to the owner of you know whatever place that you patronize all the time but mm-hmm. at least you get a chance now to like we will talk a little bit about the business because we want to know like how how do you come yeah. to do, and then we always we always call it tangents, but it's kind of the point of the podcast is to get yeah. them talking about other stuff. Where it's and knowing like, their interests and their personalities yeah. and what they are, like, like, don't reveal anything crazy about yourself. You don't have to, but if I'd rather talk about what your hobby is, then you know, yes, exactly. <laughs> my job is the thing I'd like to talk about the least. Yeah, <laughs> well, like even like Laura from Buns and Bites when she was on, like who knew that she was like a an amazing high school figure skater through like high school and middle school? Like no one would ever know. That. Yeah, I don't, I, Buns, I'm a fan of that account. I never once thought about what's your level of education. Yeah, yeah. right. And I'm like, you have a master's. It's crazy. Right. I don't even... know. Not to discredit her. I just yeah. You don't look at anyone and think, what's your level of education? Yeah. So it was just like, that's for crazy. Good for you. Or even Yaro from Avenue Concept, like how he started and how his parents were like. Uh, a teacher and an archaeologist. I'm I'm probably saying this incorrectly, but like these like crazy professional people who would do like these really interesting jaunts around the world studying like door frames and windows and he took that into his life and then like it's all just so crazy how these people are like Aya from um Bintimani like when we talked with him like it, he he him and his family own this like really wonderful um west african restaurant that was started in boston and, and is now moving to rhode island i don't think it's Ooh. open just yet i think in the next like month or so yeah but, very soon yeah very soon but like th- hearing him talk about like his even though he's from boston moving to providence and hearing about his the mentors he met along the way and and the moves that he made to want to better the city and like his personal like feelings towards things right you can read about him in a magazine and the article is beautiful and, and, but getting to hear the heart yes. and like, it's just 
so powerful. And I think it's the voice because when people pass away, that's the thing you can't recreate. Yeah. And that's the thing that hits you the most emotionally. Yeah. Like yep. when you, someone you love that's longer with us and then like you come across like a video. Maybe ah! now it's a little different now because there's more recordings and stuff. But like yeah. if I see like a... Um, like for Christmas this year, my, my aunt and uncle busted out their wedding video from like night and I was like 10 or 11 or something. Mm -hmm. Seeing like my grandparents and my great aunt and they're all like laughing and drinking and like everyone in my room was like having a tear. Like yeah. there's, there's just something so, it's almost like spiritual to be honest. And yeah. like, I feel like in podcasts, you just feel like you know the person, mm. like that's the bread and butter. And I'm just a lightning rod for emotional connection. So I just have to have that feeling. Yeah. Like, I don't just like a TV show. I have to watch the TV show. I have to go watch all the YouTube videos yeah. about how it's made. I need to read, like, see if the cast are show. dating each other. See oh, if there's yeah. any drama. Especially see... the CW shows. That oh, is the time yeah. to ship. Oh, my God. I had a period. I was doing all CW, like, iZombie, Flash, Supergirl. Did you watch that. Riverdale? A little bit. Riverdale got really crazy really yeah. fast. And it's really, it's, I mean, the actors R. are R. great. I know. That I know. That was so strange. That was so sad. Poor Nick's like, you saw an episode of Riverdale. Yes, I did. First season. It, well, it got watched, so uh, crazy. You watched Archie and Miss Grundle, or Grundy? Grundle? Grundy. Miss Grundy. Uh, yeah. Go at it. Yeah. You're like, this is weird. I think this I watched so the first strange. season and I had. Yeah, and it got real like, crazy real fast. And my wife's like, that's the kid from Friends. I know. <laughs> well, for me, it yeah. was the kid from Zack and Cody's, well, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, the the Disney Channel show about the twins who lived in the ah, hotel. You see, I was past my age. Ah. Yeah, I think that, the, uh, oh, I think yeah. that show just... Um, it went off the rails a little to me. Too much. It was kind of like a, I used to. Yeah, yeah. I used Did to love. Like, uh, Family Matters. Yeah, I don't even remember. I think it just got too much. No, for it, me, it, it got a little too soap opera y. It's and soap like, opera y, and then it it will start a story, but it won't finish it, and but, yeah. nothing has like act like nothing has what's it called like um consequences. Like they'll be like, oh my god, this crazy thing's about to happen, and everything is gonna go wrong, and then like nothing goes wrong. It was and like. I used to love True Blood when True Blood was Yeah, on I heard there. that was good. Uh, and it was great for like four, three or four seasons. And then they decided that just because vampires were real, literally everything else was too. In so the realm like of... there were like fairies and werewolves and like all this. It's like we were fine with just vampires. Like, yeah. Were, yeah. Focus guys, on one thing. Was there a writer's strike? Like what happened? Yeah, probably <laughs> actually. I think we might have been at that right time. Yeah. Too. yeah. And that's the fun things through the podcast was like I would just watch t TV shows or, or even people locally too. Like anyone I've like, felt like I've wanted to know or have a connect like i think i joked before it's an adult play date yeah it's like, so fun like i wanted like one of the i think matt Kopp was like the first time like i believed in myself like all right this can keep going but the there is the watershed moment came um to get back to your question was uh, michael price who is the co-creator of evans for family with bill burr mm. on netflix but he's also a legendary longtime simpsons writer yeah yep. so he was the first he came on and that got me in vulture and um uh, Huffington Post. Wow. And that was like, the, I remember being at work and I was like, okay. I, there's like, I'm sure you'll notice in your show and anything, it was like grind, 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 there's little bumps and like, yeah. little things happen. That was like, the, and even to the end, we're still like friendly, which That's is like the come to me. Jesus moment. That's like, yeah, this is like, good. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, he's talking about like James L. Brooks as if the way I'm talking about like you. Yeah. Like, oh, he, I'm you know hyperventilating. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know. Sam Simon was a great guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, and then again, another, but then once you could put the fucking Simpsons into something, yeah, my God, the the names just it just kept going from there. Yeah, and oh, just, yeah. it just and growing and growing. That's incredible. It's kind of like um uh, uh I don't know if you watch any YouTube obsessively. Uh, do you ever watch uh like Corridor? 
Like, no. Uh, so the corridor channel and then this corridor crew, they're like, they do uh, 3D graphics and CGI and Ooh. stuff. They do a lot of their own videos. They had this big thing where like, you'll see it happen every once in a while with like uh, Boston Dynamics robots where they make a like fake version of their test reels and they call it like Boston Town Dynamics and it'll end up hitting like certain like news stations and things thinking that it's a real video from Boston Dynamics. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and they do like a, a VFX artist react series and mm. they'll have like, they've been doing it long enough now that they have people on that are like big in the industry, like working on Star Wars. Oh, and all I, these I things. love that And it's stuff. like when they, I just love when you're watching something or listening to something and it's like people you really like and then you hear them or see them starting to hit like, you know the people they would like have loved to do the whole time and you're like, yeah, yes. this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I've gotten to now like pretty much everything I like, I found like a way, someone connected to it in some way that's to so have cool. on the show in some facet. Sometimes these are people that are my heroes, but yeah. you know, they're not famous, but they're heroes to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, or like I got to talk to Tad Stones who created Darkwing Duck, which, yep. you know, that's to so certain cool. people are like, oh my God. Yeah. This. Yeah, but you know, it's but so like, awesome. Like that one, I don't know if I did so good. I felt like I was talking to my dad the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, the same thing. He's like, yeah, I remember sitting in Michael Eisner's house. Like what? Excuse me? Wow. Like, oh, no, like, stuff like that. And like, and then it, yeah, it became it, it's it's so much fun and I and you know and then but then the being in Rhode Island was so great because around twenty run Crime Town, mm -hmm. um, shout out Orrin Hannity who was writing for the Rhode Island Monthly at the time wrote an article. It's like four other podcasts that aren't that aren't or four other Rhode Island podcasts that aren't Crime Town. Yeah, this is the first season of Crime Town for anyone who doesn't know was all about the crime in Providence. Mm -hmm. And it was excellent. Yeah. Yep. Especially for someone who didn't grow up here and didn't grow up with the love of Buddy CNC. And I was on record. <laughs> sounds like a real POS. I've never liked him, never will. <laughs> I do not understand your state's love of that guy. What a piece of shit. <laughs> that might... <laughs> I think you had to, like, you'd have to know people that lived during that time yeah. or have lived during that time to, like, get why people would have liked him at so all. This is where I had the opposite experience. I know plenty of people who knew him at that time, but they were on the receiving end of the horrible things he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, in my not field, everyone I, loved him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, not this is an example, but I'm more likely to know the person that he burned the cigarettes than the person who burned the cigarette because of my. Yeah. Work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met enough people in around that orbit, like yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah. some shady when, peeps. Yeah, but anyway, thank well, but thank we you, buddy, for uh, eventually helping me out years later. Without yeah, yeah Providence has a pretty crazy past. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Every, if you look, uh, uh, I learned what, all about it. What's the um uh, the bank robbery? No, the gangster movie with Leonardo DiCaprio is out of out of Boston. The Departed. The Departed. Oh, so the Departed, like they're talking, they're talking about the you That's know the, the the Italians down down south, and they're talking about the Italian mob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's it's you know I feel like our again like I'm just obsessed with where I live. So like there's some good and there's some bad parts. But back to like the all like podcasting in general. Something that was so funny for us is when we start again because Nick is like the. The let's get it done guy and I'm like I'm nervous I'm stressed out like I don't know we I remember we had like a meeting where we made a list of people we were going to reach out to like a, a people that we already had relationships with people that we've done articles around about like you know close to the time that we people we were pretty sure we could get but <laughs> even I had like the biggest imposter syndrome and at the time we didn't even have a proof of concept we didn't have a podcast yeah. and I sent out probably like 10 emails being like everyone is going to say no yeah this is going to be terrible and by God, every single person said yes. It's exciting. And I was like, wait, what? Like, people want to come on? Like, this is crazy. They don't even know. 
that this is what this is going to be. And like, luckily, and I mean, I think it's, I say luckily, but it's the, all the hard work that we've put into it and the amazing guests that we've had on, like it's been really successful so far. And it's really good. But it's so, thanks. (laughs) But it's like, you know, when you send those first emails, like, Hey, Hey, Rody's starting a podcast. Like, you know, even, um, like Asher from Frog and Toad, like we were the, he was the first person that we had told about the podcast because we were like, we had already had such a strong relationship with him. We were like, would you be our first guest? And even asking, we were like nervous about it. We're like, um, yeah. uh, like asking someone to be your date to prom. Like, um, excuse me, like check a, yes, check yeah. no. I totally feel it. I, I, I'm thinking back now. I remember asking people on and getting a yes followed by what's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, thanks. Uh, but you still get people who aren't really sure what a podcast is. Oh, yeah, yeah. The market is still very it's much growing. I mean, it's, it's a such blasting a off, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's not. Right now, we're getting talked about for the wrong reasons, but there's no yeah. such thing as bad press. Yeah, that's so true. I'll take it. And the thing is, is like, I think every podcast is so different, right? Like sometimes they're like a one person host where you just, Mm -hmm. you just have a conversation. Sometimes it's like a rapid fire Q and a, sometimes it's a story. Like every podcast is uh, different. Phil Burrs where he just rants for an hour. (laughs) Monday morning. Yeah. Or like cereal or something. Yeah. Or or armchair expert. And and we, it's hard to even like when someone's like, oh, what should I expect? And I'm always like, it's a casual conversational podcast. We we will probably touch on your career, your interests in like your connection to the state. But honestly, it's kind of a free for all. Like yeah. we end up ta- like we had um, uh, Amber Jackson from um, the Blackleaf Tea and Culture Shop. Like we were talking about Spider-Man. Like she's like this wonderful business owner who like went on this huge journey. We're like, did you see Spider-Man? <laughs> we saw Spider-Man. <laughs> Like yeah, it's, no, it's, love, it's love, just so cool. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. It's like, I know you from this, but I want to know the whole person. Yeah. I'm very multifaceted. Yeah. Oh, oh, back to my point. Like when that article came out, that, that was the first time I learned there was other podcasters mm. and Rhode Island being this big, <laughs> it wasn't hard to just write a message and become friends or, yeah. or, or work together. And then immediately it was like myself, uh, that Newport show, whatever interview connections had, uh, uh, God, but they had one at the time. I think rock the podcast it was jess and margie and then chuck and brad and then like all yeah. of us started messing each other and then like all of a sudden this slow group of people and then met jacob from tell me about your song and then eventually that then what year opened up and that was like kind of the explosion mm. where like everyone like oh there's so many of us yeah this is incredible we should all hang out and do things and yeah collaborate. and and we do and it's awesome and i absolutely love it and it's been so much fun because i have friends so many podcast friends online who are in bigger cities or different states, and they don't have a podcast scene. Like yeah. I grew up in the the Connecticut like punk DIY scene, like punk emo, scout, that kind of stuff. So I really feel like I took a lot of my ethos from that scene of like the do it yourself and like wanting to build a community. And there's so many other people here also wanting to build a community. And even though like old roommates is doing like a whole different podcast, I am like we're all friends. We're and all we friends. Go on each yeah. Shows and, yeah. And maybe we don't do each other's shows. Sometimes we just talk about oh my god the pandemic you yeah. see how are your numbers are like rising tide lifts all ships exactly is what, is or more what we like to say always like where do you want to get pizza where, where's the best pizza <laughs> yeah. it actually just turns into like us talking about where to get food from yeah, yeah. heck yeah well it's very important and there's so yeah. many places in rhode island you got to be like you got to send them like that really good list of yeah places yeah to go. i usually go to your sites for all those yeah we love that thanks for that plug um but we i mean i know my for me um i know chris you have a a the Facebook group that's for, I know yes. it was given to you, um, but you run it so beautifully. And I was oh, actually you. talking. Are you recently. all in it? I hope I got I am. There. And I think Nick is I too. Oh, Nick, I don't, you're not a Facebooker, I thought. Yeah, I have Facebook. 
like I said, like so it, I might be in it. It could be one of those things I where Sasha's like, hey, there was a group yeah. <laughs> and invited me and I'm probably a part of it. But yeah. like but I really I, don't go on Facebook at all. I'm going to try. I was, uh, yeah, I was I trying to help my parents sell a, a RV and I missed a, a message by like four days. Oh, my God. <laughs> never opened it. Facebook. The offer is rescinded. <laughs> um, but what I'm the, – the point is, is like someone like you who are, are – you're trying to build those connections and yeah. other people are – and I don't utilize the Facebook group enough, again, because I really only go on Facebook to like for work. So my one of my like resolutions, even though it's February, um, is to be more vocal and share things. Yeah, plug your show and, in there. Yeah, I need. We need to. St- we. I say we as a Nick. Everyone Nick is you know has got a it. podcast. Or you just please join. I, we're hoping to do more stuff like in yeah. the real world. More. What's the actual it. group called? Rhode Island Podcasters and New Media Network. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah, and it's a great group because yeah. like you, um, you post a lot of stuff in there, and and there's some things that you post in there that I would never was would not yeah. be on my radar. I'm also like a big I'm obsessed like also like really into the industry aspect of things. Yeah. Like, but it's cool. Yeah, which I really like and like you're like, the cheerleader for the podcast yeah. community in Rhode Island, which that's, is really nice. I take oh thank you. That's actually Ezra from uh uh, Trailblaze Marketing. Yeah, he works on the Anchored Show. Yeah, uh, he said that to me too. And As it, was great. Yeah, he was, I, yeah, I love him and Shay and Elise. Yep. Like I got to do their. Uh, they do one of the. I got invited to do one of their like uh, hot dog videos. Ah, the first time I've ever been recognized is from doing that YouTube video. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so funny. Friday. That's Literally awesome. eating the hot dog too. That's so funny. They were like, like, I recognize you. Yeah, I got paired up. You know Robert Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. the writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was our one staff writer for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, same thing too. It's like I felt like an outsider watching the creative community. It's like I want to be a part of the yeah. creative community, but I don't sing. I can't dance. Well, well, pretty okay. <laughs> I don't play music. Like I remember you know, always like sitting and reading these things. Like, why are you part of that? But I never had my way in. Yeah. And and I always and uh, and Elise, if you're listening, no, <laughs> I take it as a personal attack. But like, there was no press coverage of us for years. Yeah. And years, and I can kind of see why. Yeah. But especially for like let's chat part of it, like especially local press, you want to have a focus of Rhode Island, which I never was. Mm. So I'd always joke that I had a vendetta against everyone at uh, Providence Media because they weren't talking about me. <laughs> which is and you weren't on the cover. And so. Nobody on the cover. I, mean, I should you know be, I think but is, I want to be. You know what I think is kind of a thing too, and, and this is one of the reasons where like I've always listened to podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, I've never thought to cover people, but I think yeah. it's because there's zero transparency. It's not like being on social media where you can tell how popular something is. Mm. Yeah. There's zero transparency. Like if you jump onto Apple Podcasts, you know, short of the fact that maybe Apple Podcasts feeds you something, you can't tell how popular a show is. So, like, how do you – and there's kind of ways you can, like, dig into it, figure out reports and things like that and go yeah, to Yeah, listen end. notes is but like, good. Yeah, it's like you don't know – You have to take a if risk. You, yeah, you're kind of just guessing. And yeah. you might be spending a month talking about something that, like, four people listen to. Like, yep. yeah, you might be able to boost it, but, you know, you only have four articles available. And it's like, I would love to cover more of this stuff. I just wish there was an easier way for people to know it's how cool. it does. Or even if you could just, like, if it was just color-coded for, like, the state to be like, this many people in this state listen to it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Yeah, oh, I can give you my demographics of how many people listen here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, good yeah, to that's know. Majority of my downloads come from Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah, no, it, like, if there was, like, a, you know, like, on Instagram where there's, like, a like feature and, like, you can tell how many people follow something. Like, yeah. yeah that would make, like, I think oh, that I would know. make general media coverage easier yeah, the to get too because so, it's, it's just so, so hard like not everybody needs to know every minutiae but even if yeah. it was just a little bit like how or, big is it because yeah. I, I i will say on the flip side i have 
totally use that to my advantage where I've been an absolute nobody wallflower and talk to people and make them think I'm way bigger than yeah. I am. Because yeah. like well, there's no way for you to tell. Yeah. Forever, no one ever asked me about my numbers with mm-hmm. PR and stuff. And now things have changed. But there's a period no one would ask me. So I'd be like, ah, blah, 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 let's chat. I'd love to interview so-and-so. I've been hosting Let's Chat. We get average about a million views. Like, maybe a couple thousand if we're really good and yeah like, that's gone up thankfully but like i totally like flat out lied and be like yeah i have a million downloads well it's called fake it till you yeah. make it for a reason nobody ever asked like sure yeah. now, now it's changed a little bit but i think yeah. we'd be writing to this pr person and be like sure yeah how do, do we get yeah, um taylor swift for advertising and stuff yeah well, I just want to know how we get Taylor Swift's PR person's information. I mean, I've, I've, I've written to it. I never got anything back. Damn it. Yeah, that's a tough one. The bigger... Yeah, no yeah. The, you know what's funny? The bigger the names I've gotten have been through not going through PR, actually. Yeah, like yeah. finding a... Yeah, you have to stumble into somebody who Twitter, knows somebody who knows somebody. It's like I tell people a lot on this, too. Uh, this is kind of a separate subject, but it's like when you're looking for a job. Yes. Uh, almost every job I've ever gotten, I knew somebody who knew, knew somebody, someone, yeah. or I knew somebody yep, who worked just, there. Like yep. very few times, you get a job just by going around make, giving out applications. One of the biggest guests I've ever had this last year, uh, Chris Gethard, is a comedian I love. Like mm. a big, he's you know he's on the off, he's been on the Office. He, he's okay, B, D, D level celebrity, but big in our comedy world. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't know how to get to him. We were in the same New Jersey pop punk Facebook group. Oh my god! Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And then um, I knew he was there. I sat, did never interacted, never was always play. And then he started a new podcast about New Jersey. Yeah. And so that's another thing you learn about booking is like always for my level, uh, always try to get him on the passion project. Yeah. So like when, when Gethard's like promoting like Space Force, or like oh we were talking earlier like my friend Rachel's in the new Jackass movie. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool, but like that has to go through Paramount and there's lots of lanes. So like when she does a passion project, if, if I didn't know her prior previously. So, so Gethard had a passion project and I like slid right in those DMs. You shot yeah. your shot. You know, yeah, I wrote him a comment. I was like, yeah, I'd love to connect, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we've been in that group. I've had enough people of a certain, I've had enough people of certain elk of our world of music or stuff like. Who can back you friends. up. Yeah, at some point, and at some point too, you're all, without even realizing you're like mutual friends. Like, do you have this, like, I get like celebrities pop up on my people you will know on Facebook all the time oh, now no. especially depends on who it is like from times like the south park guys yeah john mulaney i don't know if they're all real counts you always yeah. wonder some of them yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. are um like people like character actors i see like eugene Car- or cordero who's like in all the mike sure stuff yeah he, he's donkey doug yeah, 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 yeah. my facebook people you may know I'm like uh do you want to be uh, on my podcast depends yeah. on what you mean by no yeah I, yeah i know who that is yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm familiar yeah so it's, it's so funny and like uh my my buddy chuck uh from the truck and broad podcast you know, he, he's really grown. And now he does, like, a ton of video work for, like, Mark Norman and, like, mm. Tuesday Stories and, like, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, the people around me were starting to do really cool stuff, too. So mm-hmm. I feel like I, I have, like, a class of people I feel like I, I came up with, and it yeah. really uh, changed. Chuck uh, has written for us a few times. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, all that. So we've, we have a, a bit of a relationship with them. And I remember somebody telling me uh, that he was doing something with Kevin Smith. And I was like, how the hell did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was oh. like, that's that's interesting. He's as been hell. on here and told that exact story. Yeah, I was like, that's oh, yeah. pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah, you should have him on. He's uh, him and Brad. Right? <laughs> we literally just got work- a text from Brad while we were talking. We're working on it this yeah. very minute. We'll tell to him to stop on. living in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We're actually, actually doing one with him. I'm recording a podcast with him tomorrow. For Who, somebody. Chuck? 
Yeah. Oh my god, something. that's so funny. I think I'm seeing Jackass with him tonight. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, nice. Depends if I. We should just make naked. make Chuck um, uh, refuse to come here, and then we can make it like a work trip that we and go to New York. Oh no, we have to go to New York for a week. I can't share a story about him. Of course. I'm happy to say that they've become like friends outside of podcasting. Yeah. Really kind. So we got in that article I was referring to. So like I introduced myself to everyone, I, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are doing what I do." Yeah. So I invited Chuck on my show, and he's like, "Sure, just come to my house. We'll record." Never met this person <laughs> in my entire life. I drove to his house. We sat down. We talked for three straight hours. Wow. Instant best friends. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. Just, yeah, Chuck is a really cool guy. Yeah, he's super but that's good. podcasting, right? Yeah. Because I would never be like, "Hey, stranger, come to my house on a Thursday at 3. Yeah, yeah. and become I had best to friends. Have a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like. The relationships are built out from that, and yeah. then it, it's it's so much it's so much fun. It's such a unique. I know we, we are, keep talking about it, but it's really like a unique experience it's to be able so to be good. like, come talk to us for an hour. Like when you're on my show, like I didn't, I could have literally asked you stuff that you would never like you would talk about in therapy, yeah. and I could get to a place where that wouldn't even be weird for you to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I wouldn't do that in a normal conversation. About yeah. it. Like, hey, tell me about your deepest darkest moments. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But like. I, Sasha and Nick uh, episode part two on Let's Chat. Yeah, we'll make yeah, it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen. It'll be the sad. Like, what is it? Like the um the B side? You know, like the. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that'll be the song. B side. Yeah, we can go real armchair expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so my mom. Well, I was being the tub. I have like Dax talking about how he has issues with yeah. like doors being shut with his girls in the tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that guy can flow into like. Yeah. I was molested to like here. I was in this movie. Yeah, like serious to and, oh, yeah. and there's no literally there's no because if he was on like a talk show and he was talking about that, people would be like, "This guy's nuts." Yeah, I don't want to hear about that, but I I love hearing about people's trauma, which is kind of weird. Well, I work where I work, so yeah. I'm I'm used to it. So it's and makes you like people too when you know that they struggled. Right? Makes them relatable. Oh, cool! Yeah. It's well, hell. We're all in hell. Great. Yeah, I mean, think about when I grew up. You know, I was uh, I've been a type one diabetic since I was eight. I only knew one other person with type 1 diabetes and it was my older cousin who I love him to death and he's an amazing human being. But like he was 18 and I was eight. Like there's no connection there. Like there's no, he obviously would talk to me and and help me out. But like, you know, I wasn't, I I couldn't call him and be like, hey, like how do I wear a pump and a dress? Like that's just like not. Not gonna happen. But then, you know, that through podcasting, through social media, you start realizing that, oh shoot, there's a whole community of, of girls who who are diabetics who don't know where to put their pump when they're trying to wear a dress. Like this is not something that is like secret to everyone. So like with Armchair Expert, it's it shines a light on stuff that you wouldn't normally think like, oh, this like really rich, popular celebrity went through all this trauma yeah. and is, you know, in the middle of recovery and he relapsed and, you know, xyz like you just wouldn't ever hear that normally yeah i love that the armchair because the premise armchair like you're rich you're famous why are you still not happy yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's true it's helped me like really internalize my own stuff of like Mm -hmm. being happy of of happiness and stuff yeah like like, you know i talk about it frequently on my show like like started as a hobby in 2013 got really obsessively into it i had done a pachaka cha have you ever one of those down um Shout out Christopher, I think it's like Parisi maybe? Oh yeah, Parisi, yeah. Wait, no, that's somebody different. Oh, I'm going to get the name wrong. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Well, anyway, uh, there, it's a storytelling, it's a global story of development. The one in Providence happens to be the longest one running outside of Japan. Oh, wow. Where it originated, it's like 20 slides and 20 stories. Really great community event, and I I, um, I got invited to do one this year. So I like, tried to think of what I did, but I decided to, you know, because it's me. I, at first I was going to do something funny, and then I was like, what story do I really want to tell? And I was like, I want to tell the story about like all the horrible things in my life that kind of led to just doing the podcast and how those have interweaved. 
how they've kind of interweaved and like the word like and you know there's a saying the worst thing in your life will turn into the best thing in your life Mm. like so I started the podcast and now I look back I think part of it was like my mom I had right the same day I got um offered a position at Refocus uh to come work and move to Rhode Island I was like oh my god I'm gonna move out of Connecticut I call home I'm leaving my apartment on Willow Street my mom had breast cancer oh so I moved moved out of my house for the first time I was sick really Really tough. That's so she ends up getting colon cancer simultaneously. Oh, no. And then around God. the same time, it's around around this time, though, I started a podcast. They're not connected, but now I kind of look back as if the podcast was a real way of, like, staying busy, so yeah. you know, to think and process stuff. So then doing the podcast, my mom's with us today, doing great. Oh, Shout out. thank God. Shout out. They've actually been on my show. Aww. On my 30th birthday that we did an episode together. That's Isn't there so really, cute. I, That's I awesome. love that. I love Love they're super supportive. I, I absolutely love, love that. that. And then, you know, I just kept doing it, kept doing it, and life stuff would happen. Then my wife and I had to struggle with IVF. Mm. Podcast came another great place to be like, all right, here I can hyper-focus all my anxiety and energy into this thing. Again, while doing this, I never really consciously had those thoughts. These are things I figured out later yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so my wife has a, a develops preeclampsia and has a really traumatic birth. I, I've talked about this. I, this, I did a chat and chat about that part too. Uh, so my wife almost died, like second, very close to dying, uh, had four surgeries the same oh, day. Wow. I ended up developing PTSD, which would then develop, be diagnosed as CPTSD. Um, so I quit the show. Don't tell anyone because I'm too depressed. I was so depressed. I literally wrote out like a goodbye to everyone and oh, I never no. posted it. And then like little things would happen where I'd yeah. be like, I remember um, Matt Sankum, who's the founder of The Hard Times, co-founder. My favorite satirical website on the internet. It's like the Punk Rock Onion. I'm yeah. sure you've seen their stuff. I'm yeah. amazing. I was like, well, I'm not, I can't say no to Matt. And then, like, <laughs> someone I had reached out to early. It, it was Tad Stones, and then some of the writers from Bob Burgers said they would do the show. So, like, I fucking love Bob's Burgers. Obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, all right, I'll do that episode. Thought I was going to quit. And then it just kind of ended up happening. It brought you back out and again. Then, and then it was the What Sheer Club opened up, and the What Sheer, uh, what Sheer Writers Club, and they had a podcast studio opening party. And I was like, well, I'll go to that, but they don't know. I'm just going to be, like, walking away from this community. It's all done. Podcasting. In my head, the heyday was over. Like, we yeah. already had our moment. Go to the thing. It's so much fun. And I'm, like, remember sitting on my couch. and I'm, like, wow, I got all this work. We hit 200. Wrap it up. And that was the first time I went into the studio. No. And then, like, my love, the podcast really came. Well, also, the side thing is I ended up finding EMDR therapy. So yeah. I started getting better. Yeah. I started taking medication. I started going to therapy. And then the podcast wasn't fulfilling me the way that it used to. And it was because I needed to do more with it. So I changed the name. I got a new logo. I added a business partner. Heck yeah. And it's been this last three years where it went from like, oh, I have a podcast as a hobby to like, I have a podcast as a hobby. I work in this industry now. Mm. I, I, yeah, I got hired to work on a Selwyn Jones, who's George Floyd's uncle's podcast that I did a handful of episodes and then it didn't take off that, which happens. I, I yeah. work for other people. And now it's like, all of a sudden I was like, I think I'm building a career here. Yes. You know, and it's like, like, like I say, like all those horrible things that happened to me, I didn't realize is like, but if it, if, you know, my, if my wife had almost died, I didn't have PTSD and Felicity wasn't in the NICU and that year of my life being literal hell. Yeah. I don't know if like I would have come through that. And then I was like, I want to do this in a big, bad way. Yes. Just brought this like drive out of me. Yeah. It's, it's helpful. We're talking, it's, I know it's very helpful. Like when the bad times are happening, be like it's gonna lead to something. I don't know what, 
but it will always lead to something great. And then how proud is it or like how exciting is it that now you're in the place you are now and during those times it felt like you weren't going to make it through and you get to look back on it yeah. and really say like, yeah. oh, wow, I made it through. And not only did I make it through, I ended up creating this crazy cool a brand yeah like, like yeah and like now like to the point where i i, I just the, shout out to rob degray a wonderful past guest and journalist i was just featured in their providence journal of like four podcasts that and the other three podcasts were podcasts about rhode island but i was the podcaster who's based in rhode island who's found national attention that's like, amazing that's all i've ever wanted yeah that's like, incredible you know, like, uh, and I, it was like a real i i cheered up like reading it it was like such yeah. a watershed moment i'm like you might I actually shared it with every, my, Rob and everyone. My mom sent me a text. She's like, I'm crying tears reading this article right now. I know you put your heart and soul Aww. into it. Like, Thanks, mom. Well, <laughs> and just so you know, too, you're the, the mom text that you got. You posted something on Facebook about our podcast recently. Oh, was, and you tagged me yeah. in it. And that Sorry, was like. Nick, I think you're wonderful as well. <laughs> you're not on Facebook, though. So it's different. Yeah, that's I that's screenshotted fine. that that and I sent it to like 10 people Aww. because I was just like you know doing something that you've always wanted to do that you never was for me it was so out of my wheelhouse that why the hell would anybody want to listen to me yes. talking mm -hmm. why and then all of a sudden people actually like it and someone like you who had who literally has a career in podcasting to then compliment me Aww. like when I tell you I got that when I saw that, I was like getting on a plane to go on a vacation. Oh, yeah, so and funny. I turned to Brian and I was like, Brian, like, I don't care what happens. Like, this made my entire. And then, like, Aww. two hours later, Aya um, sent us a, an email that was like, guys, these podcasts are really good. You're doing a really good job. I screenshotted that. I sent it to 10 yeah. people. And I'm like, because it's really nice to feel like, you it's know, a vacuum. It's, and not only oh, is. Yeah. I'm just going to assume everything I do is terrible. Yeah. And imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, oh, very real. We suffer big time with imposter syndrome and not only that like this is freaking vulnerable to be like talking about yourself and sometimes your opinions and sometimes your relations to things like it feels weird oh my god yeah i did my in my bedroom i, mean, I had friends and family who didn't even know what i was doing yeah like, it felt like a secret like there was years where i just had no idea i was like i don't think anyone's listening to this yeah and and, and for, so just you know you got that really nice text from your mom you did that for me. Oh, just so full you know, circle. it's a full, it's a full circle, full circle moment. moment. But those pachacachas are super fun. Yeah, I, I went, I've been going to the, I went to those in the summer. They were really, I think I'm just doing them again. I'm Next time you go, let us know. I'm oh, gonna, I'll come. I'll meet you. I'm sure they'll really ask cool. you to be a presenter. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, one thing I will say, like as a, I'm, I, I feel like manifesting. I know some people think that that's stupid, but I am someone like I try to put good things out into the universe, and I try to like even this podcasting thing. Like I have note, like a note, you know, the notes app in your iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I have a notes app of like, if I started a podcast, what what would the names be? And at first it was like, you know, one of my good friends, Julie, like we both are obsessed with celebrities and we talk about them as if we know them. Yeah. But it's never That's like- That's why I'm a podcast. Exactly. So I was like, me and Julie could start a podcast. Julie has like a very busy career and is like moving around the the country all the time. So like that wouldn't work. And I was like, oh, I can start a podcast with my- not this Nick, my best friend Nick. And it can be about XYZ. And I'm like, I have these notes in my phone from years ago. Then yeah. you got stuck with starting one with me. And, and then I got like, stuck with this Don't Nick. Connect. What the heck? No. Uh, yeah. No, Nick, I, worse. I, I, I tell you related to that. Like, I didn't start with any aspirations to go anything beyond of like, maybe I could talk to the people. Honestly, I was like, maybe I could talk to someone from The Simpsons. <laughs> and, and like, you're <laughs> and killing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're and getting, like, you're doing it. And now I'm like, like friend or friendly and yeah like, and then it just and then it just and then i just kept moving and for me it was always the goalpost was like 
how do I talk to that person who I think is part doing something really cool? Yeah. And then the weird thing is every so sometimes that happens and like then they're they're a fan of you. You're like, uh, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I'm like. I feel like if somebody came back with that, I'd be like, well, can we just pretend you didn't say that? Yeah. yeah you're like, <laughs> what? No, this feels weird. I know that. I was just complimenting you, but. Yeah. I don't uh, know how to handle this. I don't know how to handle it. It definitely helped being in the small state, too, because I have a lot of friends from all over the country, all over the world that podcast, and they don't have the creative arts scene as Providence. I promise you I would have quit if it wasn't for, like, what year or, or meeting Chuck and Jess and, like, all those people and, like, having the getting to go back do stuff in person or like all my friends get so jealous because like I like even just getting to do something like this or getting in the paper or, yeah. or going to watch your club like just even having that right there is just like it's so invaluable yeah like, and I've, I've been able to like I'd never thought of it at the time but like I've gotten to like pivot or uh, feel like that friends pivot. Are, pivot pivot <laughs> but like and then you just all these opportunities I would never have expected or I don't think I could have had in like New York yeah definitely there's yeah. so many podcasts and there's so much room so many people so yeah. many things happening like we all well, there's like really really all the big famous podcasts are in New York in, in New York so I'm like a peon yeah like, as I should be yeah because like freaking I don't know like everyone's there yeah but Providence yeah. is in Boston and or even Boston I would still like kind of get lost in the shuffle yep. but like you can really kind of come into your your, your own in a unique way mm. and grow, and, and and I love it here. So it helps. yeah, and it's great. And yeah, it's absolutely. weird. It's wacky. It's full of it like, cool people. Yeah, it's just um, I just like obviously I'm a I'm like all about like telling people I love them and thinking they're great. But like you really are like a yeah. cheerleader for the podcasting oh, community. And I try. Yeah, but like you, like I just said, like as a someone who's never done this before, like you gave me like a little spark when I saw that post that you yeah. had that said like wait I'm wait this is working yeah this is going okay Aww. like things are ha like it's a it's, I'm it's, a big proponent of it's trying okay now? to let people that are doing stuff you like know yeah yeah it's really uncomfortable and awkward and it's hilarious to watch you squirm but deep down <laughs> it feels good yeah right. it does it and feels it really good it takes time to take cobbler. this is how like almost in denial and thank god for therapy and doing all the inner work mm. like I wouldn't even like accept a compliment. I've had so many people over the years say very kind things. Mm. Like people, I look, uh, Stephen Smith, who used to be the host of a uh, podcast going off track and like for my elder, elder, elder emails on Fuse, Stephen on Central <laughs> Rock Show. Like he was one of the people, like I modeled my host and style. Like, I, I interviewed him and after we interviewed, he like took me aside, well, it was online. He's like, hey man, you're like really good at this. You should go yes! for it. And I literally was like, made a joke and deflected. Yeah, right? Like, no. No, no, definitely not. And then with therapy now, I'm like, I need to let that stuff sit. Yeah. You have to admit to yourself, like, I really, it, I guess, I also kind of grew up in that era where it wasn't cool to try or be passionate. Like, yeah. I'm 30, I'm like, grew up in like the late 90s, early aughts. Yeah. So, like, there's something odd about that of like, you almost like, like, I call like punk rock guilt a lot yeah. of it is. Yeah. And like, and I've lost, I've had some, definitely lost some relationships because like at some point I decided, I became very honest with myself. I'm like, I have a really big ambition. Like, mm. I, I'm, I'm big, I, I'm an independent podcaster, but I really want to be on the big, I want to be with the big dogs. Like, yeah. I want to be up there with like Mark Maron and, and all that stuff. And I had a lot of indie friends who didn't feel that way and kind of lost ties. And, but like, it, it's really that true. But the, the whole thing about manifesting yourself, it's, uh, it's true. Cause I feel like if you just have it in your head, consciously or unconsciously, you're kind of swimming towards it or working towards it. Yeah. Like, you know, shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my goal is to be a professional podcast host. Very aware that's probably not going to happen. You or, don't know that. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, like I always say, like 
Everyone knows Mick Jagger, but not everyone knows Mick Jagger's guitar tech. And that guitar tech gets to have a great life and yeah. travel the world. And like, True. I'll be so happy if I just get to make it working in the industry. Like, that's yeah. a goal beyond. Like, that's a much more like the goal. I'm like, the goal ultimately would be like run, become like a professional podcast host and like entertainer, media personality. Yeah. But fall short and end up as like a producer at like a. Yeah. Oh man! Oh my god! That's, gr- that's a yeah, dream. That's, uh, I, I've said before too. Like, so I have a couple nephews now and. You know, obviously my brother's big into sports and all these things. And I'm like, honestly, for me, if I had a kid, uh, I'd be so happy with them being like, uh, yes. not like, so say they got into golf. I don't want them to be the top 10. Yeah. I'd be super happy with them being like that top 70 <laughs> where like they go and they place every time and they make hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars a year to play a game and they don't have to deal with all the extra crap. Yeah. Like, that's where I like to slot myself in. Totally. <laughs> beach, house, beach house money without beach house problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like the whole like stuff right now, it's like very controversial, like with Joe Rogan going on. Yeah. And I was like, I do want a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like my privacy. Yeah, yeah, right. So I also don't say a lot of the words he said, so I don't, I'm not too worried about me. <laughs> and I, I feel like with podcasts, well, I will say that like, Obviously, I love my job at Providence Media, Nick, but it would be very cool to in if someday like Hey Roadie podcast or maybe it's a different podcast. Who knows? Is like our job like and that's oh, what God. we do. Right. I, like I wanted to see a video travel show with you <laughs> like locally. I, I'm not even exaggerating. Like I'm just formulating this in my head. Yeah, we have uh, some plans to do yeah. some stuff. I, 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 don't, I think it's something I've learned over the years. I because I, uh, we have started this video podcast called Let's Chat Live where we're talking to like up and coming podcasters. Yep. And it's something I finally learned. Like I really think I have an eye for talent at this point. Like I really feel like I have it. But and then when I first listened to you two, Aww. I remember thinking that too. But I'm like, you, I would love to watch you two do like a, a Rhode Island like travel food show or something like that. Listen, like, I think you guys that would be really cool. We're in the pipelines, and it's so funny. I always say like I never like planned to be like the voice or like not the face because this is the voice of like a brand. But and we like also all hate our voices. Yeah, I know we are talking we about that. Like about. we're all like, oh no headphones. Yeah, 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 yeah. The vo- it took me a while to get used to it, but I am really. I think. I've been put in a position where like I can use my voice and my personality to promote small businesses and to promote people who are doing really cool things. And even though I didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be the voice of Providence Monthly or whatever. Hey, Rody or Hey, Rody Podcast, whatever. Like because I'm doing it for something that I'm super passionate about and I love, yeah. it, it almost doesn't, it doesn't feel, I'm not nervous about it because. You're both at work right now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Which Especially is really cool. In the last couple of years, you see like the great resonation and mm-hmm. people are like being like, I don't like this job. I yeah. can do better. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that's incredible. Like I know everything will turn into a job, but like that's still really cool. Well, in the Yeah, my job part is that like I know when I when we're done with this and we're done having fun, I have like 40 emails. 4,000 <laughs> emails. Exactly. Answer. You know. But it's, this part is fantastic though. BB King would always there's a BB King quote I really like to live by. He says, uh, I I get paid to travel, I play for free." Yeah. And yeah. with the podcast for me, I feel like I making it was the heart is the the business job part. Yeah. I, I is the work. The sitting down and recording is like the is, is the, the fun. This is yeah. the free, like this is why we do it. And it's, yeah, so much fun. It's so I much have fun. Lifelong friends, like and in Rhode Island too. Like I moved here, I was a transplant. Yeah, it's hard to make friends when you don't know people outside of work. Nate Peavy, uh, one of my closest friends, he was one of our early guests. who was friends with Mike. He he actually now works at Interview Connections. Oh wow, we're like he's like one. Of, he's like part of my core family, like, which is incredible. Like, yeah, we met because his friend came on to come do a conspiracy. Th- uh, a pop culture conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> episode we did together years ago, years ago. Yeah, I like and like we just went to Boombox with him and his fiance Julia. And oh my god! My nice. I have a hundred of those stories of yeah. people who are just like 
you just get friends. And, yeah. Oh, it's it's just the best. It really is. I feel very lucky to be in this situation. And even though, like Nick was saying, and well, everyone was saying, like after this fun, like we have to go back to work and like in air quotes, back to work, even though technically we're working right now, but like not a lot of people get this, this hour work worth of time that it's technically work, but it's so fun. Yeah. But people do for free. You know, like yeah. it's, it's, it really is. I get a high from high, like being on a good podcast episode with people. Like I really do. Like I'm such a extrovert empath. Like, yeah. it, like I actually can't do them too late at night anymore because I want people to sleep. Yep. Because <laughs> like, you're just like wired yeah, thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess it should have that. Like, if it's not fun, don't do it. But yeah. Absolutely. You know, the world can seem like a dark, lonely, miserable place if you go on social media for too long. Yeah, totally. So you go outside and you do a podcast and you, you talk know, to someone just who walk down the yeah. street. Everyone's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like during the pandemic, and you hear all these crazy stories of people stuff. I was working through the entire thing. I was like, "I'm in Providence every single day." I had yeah. not seen a person get yeah, yelled this all at. Seems yeah, like shit I haven't to me. seen <laughs> any of that stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Everyone I think is actually nicer, more respectful. Mm. Obviously, there's still stories. Yeah, they're still at but, jerks, but that they've always been there. But I was like, yeah. And like, it's just, it's so funny to me. So like, I feel like the podcast is just such a great excuse for everyone to be like, let's all hang out. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. This is nice. Um, and all I right. know I was, are you I'm going to say <laughs> we're, we're, we're running late. Uh, not even running late. I don't really care how long these go, but we are, we're hitting like an hour and a half at this point. So what? Uh, we yeah. can't stop talking. <laughs> because are we've been kidding? chatting. No, not at all. I thought that was like five minutes. I know. Yeah. Anything. So that's why I have to look, I have to glance down every once in a while because I just glanced down and I went, whoa, okay, we're running, we're running pretty long. <laughs> Uh, but this YouTube. is, <laughs> but this is uh, the kind of time of the the show where you get to promote your stuff. I know this. Let's chat. Uh, yeah. But where do you find your uh, all your stuff on your website? Where you find you on social media? All oh that. yeah, uh, at Let's Chat Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Let's Chat Podcast will get you everything. So we have Let's Chat with Chris Revel, which is our main show. Let's Chat Live is our video podcast that will be coming back. I'm in, in the process of uh, producing a Mar uh, starting a Marvel podcast yeah. with a friend, nice. and then uh, this, and then I also do freelance like consulting, producing podcast needs. Uh, more importantly, if you just want to talk about stuff and get coffee or just yeah, who wants to hang out? You You're know. one of I will say just as like a plug, you are one of the most friendly, warm people I've ever met. I yeah. say about you two as well. Aww. I was actually warmth was the word Yay. I was going to use for you two. I was That's like, awesome. I like a nice hug whenever I listen yeah. to your episodes. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and anybody who is like. I mean, not to open up the floodgates, but like you're such an interesting person to talk to. You've been through a lot of things. You've you've succeeded at a lot of things and you came on here with us. We have been on your show and it's just been like a really great time to just talk to someone like like minded in the same industry. So thank you so much, Chris. This yeah, has this been like a lot of fun. And I was just going to say, too, because I don't know, I get we did these back to back. We just recorded two episodes, <laughs> yeah. uh, one with for Chris's show and one for ours. So just in case we didn't specifically mention it, we are on Chris's show. Yes. Um, so look out for yeah. that. Make sure you subscribe to his channel as well. Uh, catch the, the episode there. Uh, and this was just a friggin' blast. We're going to have to do something again, whether it's part two, know, baby. We'll just, yeah. A return yeah. guest or heck yeah. yeah something we'll in real out. Well, there's Wait. just, yeah. IRL. I don't think our uh, I don't think our time is done. After it's not this. done. No, I definitely. So. Like, oh, I think we all became friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Absolutely. usually my measure of a podcast. Yeah, the number is like we, we buds. We buds. Yeah, oh, we're buds. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we'll bring well, it back. Thanks everyone for listening. This was a great experience for us, and we can't wait for you to like hear all this like loving. We're all just gushing on each other, and so happy to be together. Yeah, this was great. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.